Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome into this week's or this day's episode, I should say, Pack a Day podcast, your Sunday version. Uh, unfortunately, Nick ditched us today because he's a big jerk. So you are stuck with Gage and myself. Gage, it's Sunday. We're getting closer to Packers training camp. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm getting excited, and yet it's still not time because that's how it is. I mean, like this season, like the off season, just feels like it lasts so long. And it, it I'm like, there's got to be, there's got to be something to talk about. And then we show up here on Saturdays and we're like, Hey, what are we going to talk about? Neither one of us ever has a clue. <laughs> I'm ready for the season to be here because it, uh, like, I like baseball. I'm getting to bet on baseball. I don't really watch mm-hmm. summer league. I don't watch the WNBA just cause I, it's, I don't even know what it's on. Oh, like it's on now. You're one of those I'm, guys, huh? I didn't know. I just don't watch the WNBA. Yeah. It's not on. Yeah. And then when it is on, they're like, Hey, there was a game at 1230 AM today or 1230 today. And I'm like, it's a Tuesday and they're like, yep. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Uh, I think that, no, I think the WNBA does a poor job of marketing or the, t- the networks that show it do a poor job of marketing, like put it on during prime time. Like the, like you do with the NBA it make a lot more sense, but they don't. Um, but no, so I get to watch baseball and stuff like that. That's cool. But I just want like, I want football to be here so I can talk about football. I feel like once July 4th, like I saw someone the other day on Twitter talk about, they put up a YouTube video about football and, their video was one out of 10 and they're like as soon as july 4th hits everything starts to change people pay a little bit more attention and i am one of those people yeah no i'm with you and it i after the drama the aaron Rodgers drama kind of like fell off a bit packers have been there's been barely any news coming out so it's been especially dead as packer fans nfl news things will sprinkle in here and there but it's been nothing crazy so lately at least so i'm with you i can't wait as when you guys listen to this, it'll be 12 days before you said what uh, rookies and injured players report July 21st. That is correct. So yeah, 12 days from when you're listening to this. Uh, but for me personally, I'm a UFC fan and today is uh, Volkanovski fights and I cannot wait. So today, this is my, my like little halfway mark. I've been waiting for it for months now to get to today. So happy Alexander Volkanovski day to all those who celebrate. Um, but we're not going to hear 
not here to talk about UFC because we'll probably lose a bunch of listeners. Uh, Gage and I today are going to cover, there's an article from Packer Wire, Zach Cruz uh, put out about their favorite or the all-time Packer players uh, from the Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers era. And they went through into the all-time and Gage and I were talking and decided to give our top three favorite players from that era as well. And before we jump into it, it's not going to be, we're, we're not doing the normal, like everyone loves Donald Driver. Everyone loves, loves Clay Matthews. I'm on green, like those top guys, everyone loves. So we went a little bit different. Maybe we threw in some obscure names, I guess, uh, into there and not entirely stat based, just fun to watch. Some of them are stat based. Some of them are just, they were fun to watch, had cool story, whatever. So um, since it is still during the boring time of the off season, we'll, we'll jump in so we don't make this episode too long, but Gage, who's, uh, who's one of your three players you picked? I'm going to start with probably my most chalky pick uh, in terms of just the one that I feel like the most people are like, yeah, no, I like that guy. Uh, it's Gilbert Brown. Um, honestly, the main reason for me liking Gilbert Brown was the aesthetic. Uh, I think that the, the visor with the number 93 always looked clean. Uh, I felt that the name grave, the nickname Gravedigger was just, and the celebration was just everything looked so good. Uh, I love playing with him on video games, which yeah, I'm of that era where playing with him on Madden that that mattered, quote unquote, to me. Like I thought that that was fun. Uh, he was fun to watch, um, but yeah, that was a it's a purely aesthetic based pick for me. I mean, Brown was obviously one of the like better players for Green Bay for a decade. Um, after and. Uh, honestly, the thing that probably makes me laugh the most is the, fast, the fact that he was drafted by the Vikings and then only ever played for Green Bay. So that's always so that's always fun for me. Like anytime you can get a guy drafted by a division rival, but he never actually plays for that division rival, uh, and then he actually plays well for you, wins a Super Bowl with you, which he still has more Super Bowls than any of the Vikings do. So that's fun. Um, yeah, no, Gilbert Brown's my first pick. Uh, it was almost purely aesthetic-based. It was just a guy that looked like he looked the part of a number 93 wearing visor wearing defensive tackle. Yeah, absolutely. And it, like you said, his nickname celebration, all of that was just that was, he was a behemoth of a man too. And I think that was also his neck padding that he had, but it made him look very intimidating. Uh, and if you haven't listened to it, I know I'm a Wisconsin sports heroic Robert, Robin Adams does uh does a show with Gilbert Brown. So that's something if you are a Gilbert Brown fan, so if you want to check that out, definitely do that. Um, I'll go ahead and jump in with my first one. He's a fan. I would say he's, I can't say fan favorite. He's well-known uh, for his short stint with the Packers, but I have to go with a jersey that I own of Dr. Sam Congato, uh, working on working on people now as a legit doctor. Uh, his, his stint with the Packers, just coming into the scene, 2005, uh, he had a 103 yard game, 111 and 171 yard game, uh, finished that with six touchdowns in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Uh, he came in hot and it was just a fun, like a random guy coming in and just dominating for a few games that season. Those stories are always fun for me. Uh, and he is now just a Packer folklore legend. Everyone knows Sam Congato. Um, I don't know. I, I literally no other reason than it was a fun short stint that he had became a fan, uh, a fan favorite kind of. So I, uh, I will always have a special place in my heart for Dr. Sam Khan. Um, yeah, no. And that's, I don't think that that's crazy at all. I mean, that's honestly, when I see the number 35 
on in Green Bay, that's who I think of. Like that's the yeah. the only one. I understand it's not a very popular number, so it's so that's who you're gonna think of. But I mean, I was only ten years old when he came in, but I still remember like him. And I only remember him with two teams. I remember him with Green Bay, and then I remember him with St. Louis. And those are the only teams I remember him with, even though he was with uh, the Texans and yeah. the Dolphins in between there. But no, Gatto was like you said, it was a it was a cool story. He continues, and then him going on to like retire from football and become a doctor looks really good. It's like like some guys retire and then become radio hosts, or they like sell cars in their hometown or whatever it is. And he's like, no, I'm going to go be a doctor. I'm going to like, uh, I'm going to yeah. go uh, like try and save lives and stuff. Cool. Is that cool with you guys? And everyone's like, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's fair. That's fair yeah. switch. That's a great idea, Sam Khan. Uh, I'm with you though. And for me, when I was a kid, I was also, the Rams were like my number two team of, I loved Marshall Falk at the time and everything. So when he went to play for the Rams, I was also like, also a nice little thing for me because it was like, great. He was on my favorite team. Now he's on my other team. This is great. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I love Sam Congato. Uh, who's your uh, number two? So my number two, uh, I'm going to go to a guy that I felt had kind of a uh, – he was similar to Sam Con, but he had a little more shine to him, and that's Eddie Lacy. Um, Eddie Lacy was probably the most – like second most popular of the three guys that I'm talking about today. Uh, I mean, I might be forgetting a little bit just how popular – uh, Brown or Brown or my third guy are, uh, but Eddie Lacy was a guy that obviously the big thing with him was he just couldn't keep the weight off. That was whatever. That was the big concern. He just he couldn't ever be as skinny as everybody wanted him to be. He was listed at two fifty. Obviously, there was plenty of pictures where it made it look like he was much more than two fifty, and there were times where he very well might have been. But those those first two years, I mean, he was AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, he was a second team All Pro as a rookie. As a rookie running back, I don't know the last time the Green Bay had a all-pro second teamer as a rookie that was a running back. I just I don't know if that's happened, uh, or like the last time that that did happen. Uh, he was a Pro Bowler that year. Um, there was like there were so many moments that you're just like, oh, Green Bay is kind of kind of toast. There's not really anything they can do to come back in this one. Uh, I think for me, the big one is obviously the uh, the the Pittsburgh game. His rookie, I think it was his rookie year where he. Like, was that when he had, like, he came out of the half and just had a huge run to start the half? Or was that against, maybe that was the Dallas game. I can't remember what it was. I, there was, but there was just plays that he would make that you're like, oh, there's, an, how is this 250-pound running back making that play? Or all of his spins or his his touch, like, in terms of rec- catching the ball out of the backfield was so soft. And he made the catching look so easy. And it's something that, I mean, there's running backs that come into the NFL now, which the NFL is even more pass-happy than it was a decade ago. and there's guys that just flat out can't catch the ball. Like they just got stone hands and Eddie Lacy just, he's like, Oh, I'm just going to go ahead and lightly catch it. And it looked like he was trying to catch an egg that someone had thrown him from a hundred yards away. And he just always made it look so simple and routine when he was coming down with the ball. Uh, also just like the aesthetic of a, of a guy with dreads and just like him spinning always looked just so funny because it looked so smooth and everyone's like, it doesn't make any sense how he looks like he does and yet moves the way that he does. So yeah, Eddie Lacy was a, always a favorite guy to watch for me. Um, I just felt like he had some big moments and he, despite kind of a slower start, I mean, he had 51 yards in his first two games and then came off like was inactive for one game and then ripped off 99 yards, 120 yards, uh, 82, 94, 150 yards against Chicago, 110 yards against Minnesota, 141 against Dallas. I think that's the game that I'm really thinking of. Just the guy came out and was only there for a short time couldn't quite get to the weight that he that they wanted him to get to, but he 
had some bright spots while he was here. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that stinks is when people hear about Eddie, Eddie Lacey. Now I think it's starting to change, but definitely a couple of years ago, like that's all people would bring up with just his weight problems and just make fun of him for that. But he was dominant his first two seasons and think about it. Like if AJ Dillon played like the goal for AJ Dillon in my mind is to play like Eddie Lacey, those first two years of his, his first year and second year, like that would be incredible. That's what, that's your hope for AJ Dillon. Uh, and the one thing with Lacey too, is he did not go down. And that's what we credit AJ Dillon with now. Last year was a little bit of an issue, but the first, his first couple of years of like, he, he did not go down at first contact. And that's what you want in a running back. So Eddie Lacey definitely, hopefully, definitely deserves credit. Hopefully starts getting more of it because he was such a great part of the team those first couple of years that he was with us. Uh, by the way, I was correct. It had been a while. That was the first offensive rookie of the year AP that they had had since 1971 when John Brockington won it. It's just crazy when you're like, yeah, this team's got great history and all this stuff. They only have three offensive rookie of the years all time. Obviously, like there's, they didn't start the vote until 57. But yeah. it was just, it's still crazy to think about. They've had three ever, and Lacey was the first one in 42 years. But yeah, no, that's crazy. He he was he was such so he was such a special talent, which does add the I think that also adds the frustration to the weight stuff after that because he could have been so dominant. Uh, I'm gonna go with my I'm going to the other side of the ball this time. Uh, this is by far my most successful out of the players I picked. I went with Mike Daniel. Uh, Mike Daniels, not to be confused with Mike McDaniel. Um, he, I love him because he's what I think the Packers need right now in their defense of just someone with an aggressive attitude, punch you in the throat, someone that you think might hurt you physically. Uh, he, Mike McDaniel is so aggressive, so physical on that line of scrimmage. He gave 100% effort every play. Uh, and even now, I know he's still trying to get back in the league, hasn't officially retired, posts workout videos all the time. Like the man was just a workhorse. Um, always always coming in, in shape for a defensive lineman, uh, trying to improve. And my big thing, like I, like I said to start this, I think that's what our defense is missing right now. Uh, I think Quay Walker could be that guy if he, if he doesn't push like coaches or referees or anything like that, or trainers. Uh, I think he could be that guy if he channels in that aggressiveness, but that's what every defense needs. You need a little bit of a crazy person. Like this is the NFL. Your job is to ram your head into another person's body and inflict a little bit of pain. Like that is your goal. You want to hit them and make them not want to be hit again. And that is what Mike Daniel was. Um, and I think that's what our team needs right now. And he was a, a great leader on that on that team. I I personally, and this is just me talking from my opinion, so it could be total BS. I think he had a big play in, in Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark's even mentioned it, the influence that uh, Mike Mike Daniels had on him. Kenny Clark might not be the player he exactly is right now if he didn't have a leader in that locker room like Mike Daniels to show him how an NFL player acts, how he works, how he trains. Um, so I think you can kind of give a lot of that credit uh, for Kenny, not a lot. You can give some credit for Kenny Clark's, Clark's success to Mike Daniels and just who he was in that locker room. So he's always a guy I will probably cherish a little bit more than others and maybe a little bit too much, but he's one of my uh, one of my all-time favorites. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley's style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Yeah, no, uh, when you were, when we were get, like prepping for this and talking about who our guys were going to be, Mike, Mike Daniels was one of the names that I mentioned that I was thinking about taking until you said you had him. Uh, I loved watching him. Um, for whatever reason, I'll forever associate him with uh, John Gruden just because it seemed like every time that Green Bay was on Monday Night Football, John Gruden would spend 50% of the game talking about just Mike Daniels and calling him a grinder. And he's like, he's not the biggest guy out there. He's a little bit built like a bowling ball because he's got this big round upper body, but he just, his motor doesn't stop and just like, just constantly talking about him. And it's similar yeah. to the way that Chris Collinsworth only ever talks about Russell Wilson, even when Russell Wilson is <laughs> I mean, just Mike Daniels was the prime, like just, he was exactly what you want in a pro. I felt like he always said all the right things. He literally never took play. He didn't take plays off. That wasn't his thing. I felt like he just showed up and did the work every single day. So when you said that you had him on the list, I was like, all right, cool. You can have him. I'm all for it because he definitely deserves to be on this list, which obviously it's subjective. Anybody can pick who they want, but Mike Daniels is a guy that you're right. Probably won't be the most sung hero, but definitely deserves recognition and probably more than he, than he's going to get just because since Green Bay never really won anything with him, that's one of those where it's like, he'll always fall by the wayside just because of that. Like, eh, well, they didn't win. So he'll fall, he'll fall away. And people won't really think about him when they're like, yeah, the best players that like Green Bay had over this past decade, he was definitely in that list. Yeah, for sure. My final, my final pick today is another one where I'm like, I really enjoyed him. Probably a lot of it because uh, because of playing video games with him, but uh, it's uh, Bo Franks. Uh, big, uh, just 
one, the fact that his name like is listed as Bubba Franks, even though that's not his name, he's Daniel Lamont Franks, but just everybody calls him Bubba. Um, he was a guy that he never put up crazy stats. I mean, his career high in receptions and receiving yards came in t- 2002. He had 54 catches for 442 yards. Not exactly putting up crazy numbers, uh, especially not anything like we see now with Travis Kelsey putting up three times that on uh, in two weeks. So uh, just, but it's, I think it's another one of those aesthetic things where it was a guy, just big guy. Like he's 6'6", 250, 260 pounds. Uh, he just showed up, did his job. He like, I felt like he was the prime example of a, Hey, we need a catch here. We're just going to throw it third. It's third and six drivers covered. So we got to go to somebody else. And Bubba's probably going to be open. And if he's not open, just throw it up. The guy's taller than everybody else on the field. So just another one of those guys. And that's, I mean, that's how, like I said, tell what's for me on video games with him. Like if I was down in the red zone, Bubba was putting up like 30 touchdowns per year for him. It was nuts, man. I was just, Oh, we're <laughs> close. He's open. Even, yeah. if, even if he's not open, just toss it up. He'll come down with it most more often than not. So, like, plus also eighty eight, such a uh, such a good number for the, yeah. like. I understand it's often seen with wide receivers because you have like your Michael Urbans, you have your uh, you have uh, Demarius Thomas had. He had Marvin Harrison had it. There's all these big names that have it, but like eighty eight on a tight end, it just looks so good. And he, yeah. I felt like, wore the number really well. Um, I think what I'm learning today is aesthetic matters a lot for me. And that's a part of like what it was. But then again, I was a kid. I mean, he was drafted in 2000. I was five years old when he was drafted. So I think it's all right for me to be thinking about players that I enjoyed watching just because of the way they looked. Yeah, not for sure. And that is part of it too, especially as you're growing up and you're not really diving into a lot of it. Like football when you're younger really is like who looks cool and who's for me when I was younger, it's who's hitting people hard. It was like my big thing. And Bubba Franks, though, like when I – you said this about Sam Congato. For me, when I see number 88, Bubba Franks is the first person I think of. Uh, like he – that's just – that's Bubba Franks' number. Uh, hopefully Musgrave can do uh, can do well with that and honor, honor Mr. Bubba Franks. But I know Mercedes Lewis on his team right now, when he was with the Packers, wasn't like the biggest receiving threat. He'd have those random catches at, uh, from Rodgers. But he kind of seems – like Bubba Frank's 2.0 on the team, someone that just would do the dirty stuff too, like being a great blocker and everything. So uh, I think that's also why everyone loved Bubba was he was a grinder and everyone loved Big Dog. He was, and hopefully on whatever team he goes to next, uh, is a grinder. Uh, My last one, sticking on the defensive side of the ball, like I just mentioned, I loved uh, physicality, people hitting each other hard. Uh, I'm going with the Tar Bigby for the only reason of that guy would hit people. Uh, that was my only memories of him, obviously, are just I don't remember anything else other than when you see Atari Bigby, he had the dreads flowing and he would smack you. And I loved it. Uh, so that's, I added him to my list. Honestly, I don't have much to say other than he was physical. He'd hit you and make you remember it. And it was just fun as a kid to watch because that was my favorite kind of football was the the smash smash mouth hit someone as hard as you could. I still love it now when we can get it in the NFL, but uh, Atari Big will always have a special place in my heart of just a thumper on the defense. Oh, yeah, no, I completely get that. I mean, like you look up just the picture of him, and he like he was only listed at like 211 pounds, but he just he always looked like he hit you with at least 30 pounds more force than that. Like he he had he was coming downhill with bad intentions every time. Like he was 
he was like your Dante Whitner, like because that's the guy that got all the publicity about oh he's Dante Hitner is what he's going to change his name to or whatever. But Big V was just a big dude, and it's like hey, guess what? This guy's going to come and he's going to rock you, and you good luck, have fun. Yeah, like he would not survive in the modern NFL, but but in the NFL that he was around in. The, the the dude hit and that's and like he's like they're like hey see ball hit ball and he's like you got it yeah just do your job well and he did it so i uh i love i loved him uh and obviously like like i mentioned before the show there's other players the obvious ones the donald drivers the jamal williams that will always have uh be fan favorites for the packers uh even i know jamal is on the saints now but he's he's still a packer in my heart uh oh yeah absolutely yeah, the Nick Barnett. You could go on and on about just favorite players who are who are fun for the team, great people. Uh, but we just wanted to pick some 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 oddball ones, and also just some that maybe don't get the recognition that they that they should. Yeah, um, like I was thinking about I was thinking about Jair Alexander during this, which obviously he is a fan favorite. He everybody knows sure. him, everybody loves him. But like the guy plays the position the way you want, like with the just. He plays with the swagger that I that you wish every other corner had because every corner you have to have that edge and he does. But it would have been too easy to just pick to pick him. It would have been too easy to pick like uh, one guy that I think I just want to give a shout out to. Another one too, uh, William Henderson. He was close on mine. His hurdles, I still remember those. Yeah, Jumping like that's a guy that like that, like that's another guy that's just like hey, he's gonna kind of fall by the wayside, and that's kind of unfortunate, but. The guy, hey, the guy won a Super Bowl at least during his career. He got to be a Pro Bowler and an All Pro. He was never the biggest like name. wasn't putting up the biggest numbers or anything like that. But he's a he's he should be a fan favorite. And he, but he's but you're never really going to think about him, especially because he played fullback. So and yeah. he wasn't like a Mike Allstott fullback. Yeah, Antonio Freeman was another close one for me. But I know he's also. Freeman gets, I think, I think Freeman gets his flowers a fair, a fair yeah, bit. Yeah, that's that's why I didn't put him on there because I think he, like you were saying, I think everyone does recognize and appreciate everything he did. One main reason he gets his flowers definitely that also helps him is the fact that Brett Favre highlights get ran a lot, and he's on the receiving end of a lot of those. Oh, for sure. So that catch against the Vikings, bounce off his leg and everything. That's yeah. one of my all-time favorite plays. Yeah, so that's just one of those like Freeman. Yeah, deserves his flowers, but I mean, he's people know that guy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, like I said, I don't want to have too long of a, or we didn't want to have too long of a show, uh, especially during the off season. We'll, we'll bore you guys later on during the year with longer episodes, but uh, before we wrap it up, Gage, where can uh, the people find you? You know, not really working on a whole lot at the moment, uh, just with it being kind of the off season, but you can find me and any work that I will be putting out as uh, NFL rolls around. And once NBA gets back in, uh, I'll be all of my stuff is on my Twitter at G Richard NFL. Uh, not really sure where all I'll be writing this year, but it, wherever, wherever I'm at, that's where it'll all be. Beautiful. And uh, for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Jimmy underscore C zero eight. Also follow game on Wisconsin at game on WI. And this is my first time ever. I'm I'm gonna plug a, a threads. Follow me on threads at Jimmy underscore Christians. Super easy. That's one thing I like about it. I can put my first and last name on there instead of uh, Jimmy underscore C. So uh, if you haven't followed us yet, please do so. And of course, follow Packaday Podcast on YouTube, on Twitter, on Threads, on Instagram. Just follow it everywhere. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And soon enough, in 12 days, we'll finally have training camp. So we can talk about some real things with you guys. Thank you for listening. And as always, we'll back up.